us right now on MMA FanCast, where we welcome in 2017 by looking back at UFC 207. We talk about Ronda Rousey. What happened? Amanda Nunez, she's a superstar in the octagon. Can she be the same superstar outside of the octagon that Ronda Rousey was? Cody Garbrandt had an amazing performance against Dominic Cruz. We dissect that. We talk about TJ Dillashaw and how he's perfectly placed himself to be the next contender against Cody Garbrandt. Neil Magny, Johnny Hendricks, Nico Price, Tim Means. We talk about all those things as well as Ben Rothwell calling out Cain Velasquez, saying that Cain Velasquez made the commission pull him out of UFC 207. We have all that and much more coming up now on MMA FanCast. Octagon247.com. This is MMA FanCast welcoming in 2017 with the best podcast, the best new podcast for MMA and our amazing fans. We are here live at the Octagon 24-7 studios. I am surrounded by love here in 2017. First, Beside me, with his hands raised in the air, giving the free bird s- signal with his hands. Is that a free bird? Snooker. Snooker? Jimmy Snooker. Jimmy Superfly. Everything's WWE, I forgot. Or WWF, is he would refer to it back in the day when Snooker was there. We have the... This year he became the old, Guinness Book of World Records oldest man alive, Jim Sahara Mooney. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's 2017. Why that? Yeah. So, no, we don't need the yelling, but his pacemaker is going to start going off any second now. Literally. Also, we have... A guest. We have the guest. A guest appearance, ladies and gentlemen. The man is back. We have a guest appearance from Terry Dactyl. Hey guys. Hi. That's, that's all How we are get you? from you. Where's your lisp? Oh wait, there it was. <laughs> so we have a lot of stuff to talk about. The UFC was good to us in 2016 and really went out with a bang, or shall we say a boom? Both. Mm. There was bang and boom. Mm. And and that just was talking about Mariah Carey last yeah. the other night. But that was a thud. That, <laughs> that was, was a, that was the last celebrity death of 2016. Was it, it was, was it worse than like was it worse than the Steve? Was it worse than the <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, was it worse than the <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. I don't I'm think just saying, I think it was. Sometimes I think it was. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was bad. Was it worse than Steve Harvey? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... Well, the, the, I mean, 
the Steve Harvey thing wasn't watched by nearly as many people. I mean, it's the well on the internet. I'm sure it was watched well, by just but live. People. This was epic. Like most people are watching Dick Clark's yeah, New two, Year's two Rock and New Year's huge, Eve. One huge difference is somebody who recognizes that he's really just another guy or just a person given a platform. The other feels entitled to have that platform as a diva and everything should be done for that person to well, the exact I, specs that they want. I mean, done. I, I actually agree with that. If I was an artist, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, I, Brown I M&M felt for room. her. I felt for her big time. I, I felt like... I would not like to be in that position. She was left out there to... <laughs> to dry, man. That was bad. But look, we're not here to talk yeah, about no. Mariah Carey. We are here to talk about UFC 207. We're here to talk about our predictions that weren't so good, were they? Our, my, I had people making fun of me. One of them was Terry Dactyl, who picked CM Punk. And I can always feel better about myself because yes. I never picked CM I, Punk to win. Somebody's got to be wrong once in their lifetime. That just happened to be it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Did you make any predictions? Oh wait, you you haven't been around, have you? I'm a guest. Yeah. My guest so, appearance. We can't say this. We we've got a lot of thanks to give to CM Punk because that took you and you know the three of us in total to Cleveland, which you know spawned MMA FanCast and Octagon247.com. That's true. I mean, yeah. this thing wouldn't happen without me. 2016. That's true, M- yeah. MMA was forever changed. Truly it was. Yeah. With the birth of Octagon 24-7 and the birth of MMA FanCast, and we are forever in debt to uh, MMA for that. And as we talk about UFC 207, guys, Ronda Rousey, what was she doing? Dude, I was so disappointed. Like, I literally felt... I, I was trying to think of why I was disappointed. Part of it was I felt bad for her because of how she, how bad she took the Holly Holm loss. And then to go out there and take an even worse loss, I was like, I was literally fearful for her life. I was like, I really hope she has a good support system because after that last fight, you know, I know a lot of fighters go through something like that. You know, it's like a... You know, like women go through postpartum depression post-fight depression she went through, and now she loses in 48 seconds. I was disappointed as a fan. I felt bad for her, and I just feel like it's the it's going to take another year or two until the women's uh, division can ramp up again. I mean, that's a huge loss. Yeah, I agree totally. I, uh, I, I don't want to say I felt bad for her because as professionals, they've got to – Accept the fact that there's going to be defeat and letdowns in their career. What what I wanted to see, and we talked about this on the last podcast, is try and get an idea of where her mind was and was she mentally ready for this. And we didn't get that picture painted for us because she didn't do the media appearances. And then she didn't do the, um, the post-fight press conference. Now, I feel bad for her as a person because, you know, I don't want to see anything happened to her on the personal side where she goes into this tailspin but man you know with what happened to her 
I'm in the aftermath from Holly Holm, and now this devastating loss in 48 seconds. And it, and, and Amanda Nunes made her look pedestrian. Well, like, I mean, did, didn't it look like it's almost? I think Chael Sonnen said this about it's almost like she had flashbacks from that first fight with Holly Holm. Yeah, kind of froze up and. You know, I read somewhere else that it was like the bully that that gets socked and is like yes. wasn't expecting it. Good way to put it. But it's just a, like I really, really am disappointed about it. I'm not as bad as I was that night, but I literally I went to bed thinking, man, this is a bummer. And that was after seeing something we'll talk about a little bit later, yeah. Cody Garbrandt. Well, so here I wasn't really. I was shocked. I was stunned, and like a little disappointed. And I didn't feel bad for her, though. When I started feeling bad for her is when I was driving home. And I put on, uh, I have Sirius in my truck, and uh, I put on this post-show, and I see exactly what she's talking about. These these so-called MMA sportscasters on Sirius XM were just laying into her personally, call, saying these horrific things about her being a joke and blah, 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 and just really nasty. And that's what made, and I was actually gonna talk about this later, but we kind of jumped in uh, to, to the topic. It, it really disappoints me that people love to tear other people mm-hmm. down. Right. It, it, and. I mean, am I guilty of it at times? I'm sure I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're sure of it. Well, and when it's you, it's completely <laughs> justified. But just knowing, know, like we all know, anyone who follows MMA, particularly journalists, know that, hey, she wears her heart on her sleeve and she has, she had way too much. We, we know from the last fight, she had way too much of her identity tied into the success she had in the octagon and yeah that's why the media hurt so bad is because they had built her up and and she lived on that like that became her identity that's why she was so mad at the media partially it's her but i mean i'm not blaming her i'm just saying you know think about it like they build you up and they tell you all these amazing things and then you believe the hype. And then the moment that you lose, then they're dogging you the other way and it's like you felt you feel like they turned their back on you. And that's exactly yeah. what she said. Yeah. She felt like these people that she had invested in and given as much time as they wanted and all these things over years and years and she felt you know on to the next thing. That way and I have after listening on the way home after listening to those guys I don't know who they are I don't know what the name of the show is but it's on Mad Dog or some some one of the Sirius XM's channels that has all the MMA coverage I, I can't think of which one it is but they were just absolutely gloating in her losing and it made me sick to it's my stomach I was literally that she lost driving home at one whatever in the morning and I just got this sick feeling in my stomach for her because she hears those things. And and that's just it's just unnecessary, it's wrong, and that's the thing that's most upsetting. I didn't feel sorry for her when she lost. Like she's gonna I, I feel bad that she has so much of her identity and her self-worth dependent on wins and losses in the octagon, because that's not 
not, you know, that's not who we are, right? And so, um, that's what we do. So, exactly. So, that's what really upset me. And, and, and I've, I saw, I've seen fighters since then do it. Um, the one, the one fighter for Bellator, Michael Page, he's making fun of her on, that, on the video, and fans have turned on her. And that's the upsetting part. Um, and and I just think it's disgusting. It's it's despicable, and people should be ashamed of themselves for that kind of behavior. Just ragging into a fighter that you know might not be um, emotionally capable. And she built the division. She. It's built- like you said it when when Amanda Nunez was kind of gloating over the win. It's like you wouldn't even be getting the two hundred thousand dollars that you got for that fight if it weren't for you fighting Ronda Rousey, and if it weren't for Ronda Rousey paving the way all the way up through that. So. It's disrespect. People should be... Uh, when I... That's exactly what. When Nunez beat her, that's great. At the end, there's nothing wrong with saying, listen, this is the woman who built this division. Thank you, Rhonda, for your contribution. I, You know, there's nothing wrong with doing that and looking like a, cha- like a, a champion. Otherwise, so it looks up. like you beat so no one. Let's yeah. put a pause on that for, we'll just say 30 seconds. All of the uh, the hatred and the animosity that um, that we saw between Cruz and Garbrandt, it looked like they these two guys were bitter, bitter rivals. But look what happened after the fight. That's called class. Sh- exactly. Showing sportsmanship. And then there was a tweet that came from Garbrandt that thanked Dominic Cruz for the opportunity and for making him a better fighter. And then we go to... What and he and he said after the fight, listen, we don't always get along. We don't get along very well, right. but but like we went to war, and I respect him for that. Well, it's like yeah, it's like being in a you know in a trench with somebody. You, you don't have to like them, but you know you need each other, right? But, but that's the thing. I felt like when Nunez, after she won, and she she went, I I thought that you're talking about the jumping up and down and well, I mean what. Maybe it's a little bit like as long sure. as as long as you're not doing it to like show up the other person, you know, you're excited, you celebrate, whatever. But when she started speaking and was like talking to the crowd and said like Rousey's done, like like totally unnecessary. It's not. It doesn't because you've fans. already defeated her. Yeah. So while like you don't want to verbally bash her to your opponent. After you defeat them, otherwise it looks like you defeated nobody. Yeah, exactly. You know your right. accomplishment. You're minimizing your own accomplishment. Absolutely correct. Um, so, forty-eight seconds. I don't think anyone hasn't seen it by now. It's readily available um, online, it's even though even though the UFC does everything they can to try to stop that. But um, forty-eight seconds. Uh, the fight started. Very early on, Ronda Rousey got hit with a, a, a left jab. Yeah, that that really gave changed everything. She she looked kind of confident. She looked she was moving, and then as soon as she got hit by that jab, it was like a deer in headlights. And it was the first punch that was thrown by either that that actually landed. I think there might have been one or two where. Like faint uh, they, type, yeah, yeah. But but that was where um, we saw the back of Rousey, and you saw her head snap back. Yeah. And I immediately thought, 
are we back to what happened to her with Holly uh, Unfortunately, Holmes? that's exactly yeah. what she thought. It, Except too. it didn't take as long. Yeah, it was... Um, so, I think she should have immediately gone for a clinch, and instead she kept distance. She should have... I do agree with Nunez in her saying that um, Ronda's coach is to blame for almost all of this in the fact that he's convinced her that she can box. He's convinced her that she can hang with the top of the elite, the elite strikers in the division, and that's just not the case. And she got away with it for a long time, um, but... She definitely uh, didn't get away. Has not gotten away with it since, and it may even send her into. A, it likely will send her into retirement. Yeah, I mean, I, where do you go from there? I hope it doesn't. I, I I would like to think that those commercials and the promos that she did, where she talked about not wanting to be perfect, she gets a shot at redemption. I hope that that becomes a part of her persona and the athlete that we see stepping into the octagon, that she then uses that to drive her back and take steps necessary to get back to that elite level. Well, she is an elite level athlete. Like, I think if she dedicated herself to the sport at least 90%, you know, maybe do a little bit of the media, television, movie type of thing... But dedicate her support and get herself into a real camp. She's gotta, she's gotta play her game though. It's like oh, you oh, said, oh. like she's gotta be in the in a real camp. She's not in a real MMA. Uh, she's in a bush league. She has a bush she a league bubble? trainer. She has a yeah. She's in a bubble. She is. I mean, she needs to go into one of the big ones and where they'll they will pick her apart. Pick her not apart. Tell her what she teach, wants to exactly. hear. Exactly. And, and and not be afraid. John Jones said it. I don't know if you saw the quotes. I did, where John, yeah. uh-huh. I didn't even see the quotes. I just saw the headline. Where it was jo- several tweets that he that he put out there. Yeah, I saw a headline where John Jones says that Rousey needs to get into a, and I agree with him one hundred percent. Needs to get into a, one of the big camps where she can hone her skills, get better, um, be coached correctly in strategy, <laughs> because she has had no strategy the past two fights. She's had no strategy that set her up to win. See, she probably got away with her talent earlier on in the division, but it's like you said, there's such a big cutoff when it comes to the level of talent now. And if you're going against a fabulous striker like Holly Holm or, or Amanda Nunez, you can't stand up with them. You've got you've to play your game, and that is not her game. She cannot stand with them. She's got to, like you said, she's got to get it in for the clinch. she do a lot of takedowns? I don't think I've ever seen her do a takedown. She doesn't. She throws. Yeah. She, it's but you've got to be able to get in there. Exactly. With a striker, you can't. You've got to dodge punches to get in there. And, and that's she gets tagged and she's done. She freezes. Yeah, she has no shot. And that's part of what the, you know, if she, if she had a shot, then I think she would. Ha- that's part of being in a camp. But where have you seen, where else have you seen this play out in history in MMA? Where it, it was like, I don't know if Chuck, Lid- you know, Chuck Liddell would be a good example. Because I, I never followed his career. But I guess at some point. Uh, his chin couldn't hang in there. Has there been a time where there's there's been some gap or, or somebody's game, you know, somebody that thought they were like Brock Lesnar? I guess apparently they used to think if you could last for the first few minutes, then he was defeatable or something like that, right? 
Is there is there anything else like that with Ronda Rousey you can think of? I don't think there's anything comparable. I, I think what's going to happen now is people are going to look at her and her 12 victories and think, I wonder if she's really that good, and start to question, is she truly an MMA legend? I, I think she is for there is several reasons. No yeah. doubt that she put but MMA... Women's MMA there wouldn't on the be map. MMA there wouldn't for be women. MMA in the right. UFC She's the draw. for women, right? Yeah. So she comes out of Strike Force, and Dana White's you know before this says never going to be women's. Is there uh, as recent division. as 2011? Yeah. And then look at where we are at now, where even with her loss, look what she's done for the sport. Yeah, the people can't stop talking and... about it. Yeah. And yet you've got all these other interests, you know, these side stories that develop from it. But she is that big of a draw and that important. I don't want to say that important like, you know, if she steps away and goes into retirement that the UFC is going to have a setback. But she brings so much to the table just by still having her name active and in the mix when it comes to talking about not just women's MMA, but the MMA world, period. Because of what she has done leading up to this, you know, her last two fights. I, I think not intentionally that layoff of over a year from her first loss to this one has added to what happened, you know, to what we saw Friday night. Not good for her, good for the sports, you know, but I, I'm pulling for her to come back and... Like you said, Ryan, that she, she gets into another camp and maybe media pressure, you know, both from the press and social media pressure, has her coach step down so she doesn't have to, like, at least publicly make that decision and then, you know, some camp... No, she just her. has to decide. Not, I, oh, I agree, I agree. I think she needs to come out strong and say, this is what I need to do. I want to thank my coaches, my team, for getting me to this point. But I've got to make a change, and that's if she's going to stick with it. I, I don't see her fighting again. I, I really don't. I I would personally, as a fan, I would love to see her do exactly what you said, acknowledge the coaching has only gotten to a certain point, gets in a bigger camp. When you get to that level and you have built up in your mind that you are on top, and then you realize that the mountaintop that you were on, there's all these other ones that are even higher than where you thought you were at because they start to emerge. It takes so much humility to, you know, basically acknowledge where you're actually at and to climb that next mountain. I hope that that happens, but I, well, you I don't think... In a million years, she fights again. I you think she's going to go movies. WWE. She's super competitive. She is super competitive. Look, I hope you're right. I just, I don't, I don't see her doing that. I, I think. So the question is, do you think that she has a chance to regain her glory? Do you think she has? A if she wants it, if she wants it, absolutely. I don't think she wants it. After that, after that loss. I don't think she's going to be able to find that within her to say I'm not I'm I'm not who they built me up to be, but I still can I can still strive to be that person. I don't I I just don't see that for her. 
I, I, I want it for her, just like I wanted her to beat Amanda Nunez, but I can't want it for her. That's got to be something that she decides. I just don't think that's the path she's going to go down. And, and just so you're all aware, uh, typically we do have a one-hour-ish, 60, 65-minute podcast. That is le- uh, unlikely to be the case tonight. We're probably going to be uh, over that w- Potentially well over that. Breaking not, open a back, bag of jacks. I mean, who knows? We're not, we are not really l- looking at the time tonight uh, because we do, We just want to um, freely talk about uh, these fights and, and all the stuff that's going on. Let me ask you guys. I, I threw out a number 90%. That was just conjecture. Um, how much blame goes to Rousey's... Rousey's team. How much of the blame goes to them? Well, I I say a large portion, but um, being realistic about it, she has to take a lot of the blame, Absolutely. more than her coaches. Because Absolutely. It, I'm talking about from our perspective, yeah. looking at the situation, how much of it's them? I would say, but see, it, I'd say probably... 30%, like a third of what happened is attributed to them. But in this case, I mean, that one-third is huge because look how they set her up. She, What she should have done, and, you know, I can't say that uh, she didn't do this. I'm just going by the performance that we saw. She had no head movement. There was None. no countering with anything that was going on. There was no... Sp- you know, strike defense. And to me, that has got to be equally responsible for her and her coach. So I think you would have to break it down into different aspects of the fight and what she brings to the octagon. Because we know her as, like you were saying, throws and then the clench and and a submission. If, if that's what she has built her name on, She's, they've got to get her, get something into her fight plan against Amanda Nunes to get her to that point where she has that opportunity because it, it, it yeah. just wasn't there. Well, and that's the, that's the whole thing is when you do something so well, your, your training should be to put you in a position to be there, Right. And so what I saw from Ronda Rousey is, okay, we'll, we'll box for a little bit. <laughs> no, it should have never been we'll box for a little bit. It should have been. And, it's like with Eddie Alvarez. Anytime right? you're in trouble, trying to stay with McGregor. As soon as she got jabbed, she should have went for the clinch. All of those, you, she should not have. She, her mind should have been trained. It should have been instinctive, reactionary to. Get close when you get in trouble, like every single time. And instead, she went and got more distance and got. It was the exact opposite of what she should have been doing. She should have been getting closer and getting clinched and going to her world. But instead, she backpedaled and went to Amanda Nunez's world. And that's the opposite of what you want to do. Your third, I think, is off. I think she was set up to fail. And it's her, and you put those, you put your fight camp 
is is supposed to they're the they're the ones that are supposed to game plan and do all that stuff and 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 train you to fight your opponent and to beat them. And what I saw, she wasn't trained. I didn't see that she was trained to put herself in a position to beat Amanda Nunez. But it's it's different than look, if you're an NFL quarterback and you're playing for whatever coach, right? That you're chosen for that team. You're locked into contracts. You, you can't just like, oh, I like Tony Dungy, so I'm going to go play for him. Like, it doesn't work like that. Ronda Rousey, I think the, the third that you said, I think that's generous. She chose her fight camp. She's also the type of fighter that she has to be coachable as well. And it wouldn't surprise me, again, casual fan here, but look, if you've got a, if you've got a coach that's got to cater to your, to your, ego or what you think that you are or you want to try to prove something i mean we can't we can't put that just on the coaching staff what what basis do you have that there's there's never been any single any report that she's difficult to coach or anything like that i've never heard that ever i'm speculating <laughs> yeah so so you're you're speculating based on like it's the bubble i just Again, from an outside perspective, when somebody like that, but is she's put in the paying bubble, her team, yeah, to position her to win. Like yeah. I don't care. I, I don't know. They're that, making more money than most other coaches. I don't, out I there. don't know that that's true, though. Oh, absolutely, that's true. Look, if she put herself in that situation and she's in the bubble and she needs protected by her coaches, you can't put that all on them. So what I'm saying is that I think Rousey takes the majority of the responsibility. I. I if I'm a fighter, I don't want to put it on my coach because I'm I put myself in I'm not talking about camp. Rousey. Where does Rousey place blame? I'm talking about where do we play. So, do, do you, so here, oh, okay. Here, so here's I misunderstood what, here's what, what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I'm saying if Ronda Rousey is in Greg Jackson's camp, that does not even come close to happening. That does not happen. What happened the other night does not happen if she's Jackson coached. It just doesn't. Because Greg Jackson would never train her to do what happened or a lack of doing anything. But that's Rousey's choice though. That's what I'm saying is that Rousey if she not, really wanted to if yeah. she really wanted to improve, she would get into a bigger camp. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying she doesn't want to improve. All I'm saying is with an ego, though. That's what I'm all, saying. Like that's what I'm talking about with the bubble. Is that she's put herself in such a small space, she hasn't opened herself up. So she's. So here's the thing, she's an undefeated fighter, never really been in a super challenging fight. She faces Holly Holmes and gets her first loss. You're saying she fires her coach immediately? No, I mean. I wouldn't have done that. I thought that would have been. But now I'm saying like, okay. Oh, now so he's got to go. Now I, I think 100%. absolutely. If she's gonna, take, but, but I don't think she's gonna fight. I don't think she's gonna fight again. Regardless, I'm saying, where do you think? Not where she's blaming. Not yeah. anything like that. How much do you think that her, the strategy, the coaching, the 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 team is responsible for it's, what what took place. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a win or loss. No, no, I'm no, saying that's, the yeah. strategy of what happened. Yes. was poor. Poor. Very. I, I would absolutely agree. And 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 she did things with. You talked about head movement. Her head 
she's like the only fighter I've ever seen that when she gets hit, she just stands like like upright and and, and, and takes it. She she doesn't she has no head movement at all. Yeah, she's probably not used to being hit. Yeah, it, it's it's it was it was crazy, and I think so. When I say who's to blame, how much is the camp to blame? I'm saying you compare it to a another camp. Would that have happened? And I say no. I think it's a big part. Okay, so so if if that's true, and Rousey recognizes that, and she gets into a big fight camp, then I would completely side with everything that you just said. I just think that because she's not going to fight again, as much as she has a competitive spirit, she's going to go do movies. Maybe she does MMA or MMA. Maybe she does WWE. I really think it's going to be back to movies. I think she wants to. I think she wants to be that that the live the gimmick, so they say. I think she wants to be that person. I don't know that she's going to humble herself and go into a bigger camp and basically start over. I don't think she's going to do that. So, just uh, talking about what something you said. I think the Hollywood side is because of what she did in the MMA world, and I don't Agreed. think there is much success after something like this if she chooses to go there full time she's got to have i disagree yeah i, I don't know that everybody's looking at it the same way because well, because we want to believe that ronnie's ron, ron Rondi. <laughs> we want to believe that ron ronda is the toughest so like it, it's it's fictional right hollywood wwe it's 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 a story written like, well she doesn't have any acting skills though and that's that's been reported that she's not that good when it comes to getting through scenes. And I'm not, you know, Yeah, that, that talking. was a big problem with the last movie. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying Hollywood may not use, utilize Because she's not sto- that good of an act. Like, she's not yeah, good on yeah. set, and it, now it makes, she doesn't have It the, makes a big difference. Well, I, I know WWE will take her. <laughs> they take her in a heartbeat. And I say if, if, if that does happen, if she does go to the WWE... Hollywood's all over that stuff. But look at Mike Tyson, though. Mike Tyson, you know, washed out the last half of his career, and he's still regarded for the for the for the good things that he did. He's still regarded as the toughest. That's why I don't I don't necessarily see that. I mean, Mike, you know, look at the beginning of his career, unbelievable. Last half of his career, I mean, jail time, biting biting Holyfield's ear. The perfect example of he changed coaches, and look what happened to him. He he was completely different fighter afterwards, when well, uh, when Gus died. Yeah, well, but but he also uh, I that was a life oh, circumstance though to, too. They were like living. Yeah, he, he to, changed. He changed, and when he changed, so because he didn't have a dad though, like he was living coach with the guy. Died, and then he left his trainer. Who but took but over it's not just the trainer; it's like his house. But, right, you know so, what I mean? Like he lived with them. Like so they I'm were just trying to. It's like he was adopted. Use a correlation between two kind of parallel careers. Yeah. I think if Rousey makes a change and she, you know if she wants to continue in the MMA world you know she's got to go to a different camp. Absolutely. And believe me, there's there's nothing that would make me more happy for Ronda's situation than to hear her say, "You know what? I I was I was all the way up here. I was at the top, right? And and I've been defeated and I've got holes in my game that I need to seriously work on." I've got to get into a new camp. I'm going to join Greg Jackson's camp or whoever, right? 
I, that would I, nothing could make me more happier for her situation. I just there's nothing in me that says that she's going to do that. Like absolutely nothing. Even though I want it so much. I, I before the fight, I said if if Rousey loses badly, she's done. Yeah, she's going to retire. Yeah. And and since then, just hearing her say she's got to evaluate. She's thinking about it. It's it's not I'm just a done hearing deal. her say that. I thought immediately after she would be like, "Okay, guys, I'm done." Yeah. Hearing her say that gives me hope that the evaluation is going to be, "Hey, listen, I do need to get into a bigger camp. I need to be in a in a in a gym that is challenging me, that is humbling me, that is breaking me down, making and building me, me up. Um, you know, someone who can." Who can get back up to the top of the ladder? I I think it's possible now. I would have said, if you'd have told me the result before the fight, I would have said that she's, she's done one hundred percent. But for some reason, with her not doing it immediately, I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. I don't know that what the what the odds are. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Amanda Nunez. How how good is she? How how good is she? She's is she, good. Yeah, I think she's. I think she is getting better because if you look at her record, um, what she's twelve and four or thirteen and four now, and if you go back and and look at it, and I think see, it's fourteen and four. Okay, maybe so. But four losses on there. One of them was against uh, Katzengano, who was undefeated at the time. We know uh, what Ronda did to Cat. Um, so sometimes you're. How was she beat? How did how did Kat Zingano do? Uh, she it was a TKO. Um, p- p- punches. She she actually did very well. Speaking of uh, Amanda, she did well in the beginning of the fight, and she was, you know, inflicting some damage. But then Kat was able to reverse it, and uh, and got on round. top. Yeah. She dominated the first round. Yeah. And then lost the second, lost in the second. Um, but when when I look at Amanda Nunez now, I see someone at this point similar to Ronda in the in the game that she has her fight game. I don't see anybody matching her that way. So Ronda, nobody could go toe to toe with her when it came to the submissions. Once she got a hold of your arm. You either fought as hard as you could until you couldn't anymore and then you tapped, or like uh, Misha Tate did, you just try to man up and you wait until your elbow is dislocated and then the ref stops it. Um, I see Amanda Nunes now um, after this fight and watching her career get to this point where she's on a level that, um, that others now have to try and get there and I think she's got a pretty well-rounded game when it comes to stepping into the octagon. Yeah, I think she, I think she could be. I mean, it, I think she could be champion for quite a while. Um, I think she matches up tough against anyone. I mean, MMA is about matchups, and mm-hmm. you look for like weaknesses and strengths and and all of those things and. Honestly, looking at it, I don't think anyone's a lot stronger than her in any area 
except for Ronda Rousey and Judo. And, uh, and you know, and we saw how that ended. So I think right now, um, Amanda Nunez is on is on pace to be a long long reigning champion. And this is MMA, and anything can happen. Right. What about and, Cyborg? Well, that's the good question. Where what would happen there? I mean, so let's let's pretend like Cyborg didn't get caught for drugs. How do they just two match up? You're talking about Nunez and Cyborg. Yeah. Because um, Nunez, I mean, have I you looked I, at Nunez and, and she won't back down. And I think that's a fight where they'll go at each other, and whoever they'll stand. Yeah, <laughs> and who I, I think is ever last woman standing? Two Brazilians. There, it's you know two dogs fighting, you know, to try and be the top dog, and that's the way that I see that that fight working out. Who comes out on top? I have no clue, but I see them going toe to toe to try and po- prove their punching power. Dunez seems like a huge. 35 pounder. Who's doing yes? Well, <laughs> maybe it's because I just took a sip. Like, yeah, she does. She's Nunez. got broad, broad, she's got big shoulders. She, I mean, she's, she looked a lot bigger than Rousey. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, although Rousey was pretty lean though, too. Well, she still was 135 pounds. One inch difference in height. Um, one inch difference in reach. But I think we talked about this way back when we first started podcasting. When you look at that reach, Sometimes that's uh, misleading because you could have somebody um, who's got longer arms and it, it, it may not look like it on paper where they can, um, they'll be even when it comes to the striking, but it's, it, it is, it's a misleading number that boxing puts up there that uh, the UFC and you know other uh, leagues in the MMA world put up there. But she's definitely got an advantage with those broad shoulders and being able to lead as, as her game. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, prediction, what does Rousey do next? Does she... Does she do movies? Okay, you got got three choices: movies, MMA, WWE. Terry Dactyl. Terry Dactyl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can never remember your stage name. <laughs> it's my gimmick, man. I'm living it. Um, you guys bring up some interesting points about her potentially considering MMA, and some of the uh, issues with the acting skills, and does she still have it after taking two losses? I I just think it's a safe choice to say WWE because she's already done it, and it would make sense that she would go back and do it. I'd love to see her as like a Brock Lesnar, you know, has like, you know, shows up at the big four pay-per-views every year. Um, Maybe that's me being a little bit too eager as a fan. Maybe at least... WrestleMania. Has she taken bumps? Has she done any training? No, I don't think so. But she's got friends that do it. Yeah. So the four horsewomen, they're into it, right? I mean, Shayna Baszler, she's uh, she holds a belt in, uh, I think AIW is a company, the independent company. So I could see, I could see, I could see them potentially doing that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you cast her now, either. You know. I mean, maybe, but. Yes, I'll, I'll say WWE. 
Shayna Baszler hasn't fought in uh, the UFC or MMA, for that matter, since March of 2015. So almost two years now. So she looks like she's on to strictly doing um, professional wrestling. I want to try one of these jacks. These guys keep talking about jacks like it's like the... The Don't, biggest thing in the world. They are the and now best. I've, now I've got to find out. I've got to try one and see if it lives up to the hype. They are the best. It, it is. Um, I would say she's coming back. I, I was with you, Ryan. I thought before. I was thinking if she loses this fight, um, depending on how she loses it, could determine whether or not she goes into retirement. If she loses in a bad way, whether it went the distance or... You know, where she was just dominated for five rounds, or what we saw dominated inside of 48 seconds, then she would go into retirement. But I just, I feel like, you know, she's she's going to have people around her now talking to her that maybe held back a little bit and just let her handle things the way that she thought was best for her. And I think she's going to be getting advice from sources um, where she did not have that before that's going to have her rethink this whole situation of what does she do next. And I think if if I were a betting man, I would put money on her coming back. I hope you're right. Um, I'm going to go with um, WWE. I, 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 how much I, of a capacity? I have a lot of hope. I think it'll be a little more than Lesnar, but not like full time. Not like John Cena in his prime. He's, she's not gonna be in every night, every Raw, every, you know. But I think she'll be. She'll probably be in like the hundred nights a, hundred nights a year kind of thing. Really? That's a lot. See, I, I gotta be honest. Like I never like, when I said Rousey to WWE, I wasn't thinking an active worker. I was I was thinking like a WrestleMania appearance, like doing a match with. She probably has leverage to do that, but you got to remember if she's gonna be taking bumps or stuff, she's gonna have to train for this. They're gonna put her through like they're. they're yeah, not, but Jay Leno had a match. I'm what I'm saying is Jay Leno had a match. Yeah, not, that's not what I mean. A career. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't see Ronda having a career in WWE. Oh, I do. Okay. I absolutely do. I think she I mean she loves it. She loves wrestling. But she's never I don't think she's taken a bump. That's what I'm saying. I think there there's gonna be a training part. They're gonna invest in her, so they're gonna want her to her to I, I think if she does I think if she were to actually go through and do WWE, it would take the women's division to a new level. I don't see that either. I you know, this sounds really gloom. I don't I think see her Brock Lesnar is only able to do what he's doing because he wrestled before too. I don't think I, I actually disagree. I think it's just because he's that big of a draw that if if they but, want him to be there, then he's going to dictate the schedule. But part of him being a, as big of a draw as he is in WWE has to do with um, UFC. You has to do with. Him previously being in WWE and then UFC, I don't think... I think if he just came from the UFC, if he's just a UFC superstar, it's not the same. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess we'll just have to disagree. Now, my take on the WWE stuff is it's it's not something that she would make 
as a career. Like I don't think she do a career. Move. No, I don't think so. And um, I think it would be a couple appearances yeah. a year. Yeah. And when I when I think about her and trying to put her on that stage, I think of the showmanship and um, like the trash talk. Although she's not that good of an actor, though. Either, right. Apparently. And I don't see her that playing well for her because you think about when she's interviewed by Rogan or you know Anik after a fight. Um, it's not that she's a bad speaker, but she's not well spoken when put on the spot to answer but th- questions. That can play well because she's mm. a B. <laughs> I'm a B. I'm a B. I'm a I'm a I'm a B. Because I think they can use that. I think she loves that. She would get good at it. Uh, you know. Anyway, that's enough to talk about that. I want to talk about the most surprising performance that I've seen from any fighter in quite some time. And that's my man, Cody Garbrandt, who I predicted. I hey, Listen. So, no, no, no. You said that Cruz is going to win. Did I not Did I not say that? Not yet. Go ahead. You didn't even give me a chance. My bad. Listen, I predicted. <laughs> I predicted that he had fallen into a trap. Yes. That he was playing right into Dominic Cruz's hands. Yep. That he was doing all the wrong things. Going to come out wild swinging. That he and... was going to be so impatient that I predicted everything about his performance one hundred percent wrong. Well, you and me both. <laughs> because I just did not see him coming and being patient. I saw him coming and coming angry, frustrated, hothead, alpha male. Yep. And now he was yeah. he was he play, he fought the perfect fight, way better than I ever could have dreamed. And added a little bit of Conor McGregor flair to yeah. it. I now, mean, I'm not saying he's yeah. the next Conor McGregor, but I'll tell you what, we've got mm. something to work with there. Yeah, now he, he doesn't he doesn't. He he is he is a fighter. He is a man's man. He's a fighter. That's exactly what he is. Like a street fighter, right? He doesn't take crap from anybody. He's not going to let you walk past him and say a little, you know, snicker comment or whatever. He's a fighter and those are fighting words. He'll fight you. Conor McGregor, he's a fighter, but he's a talker, man. He's an entertainer. I don't see Cody as an entertainer. I see him as a fighter, a street fighter. Yeah. So now, I want to keep this in context with what you said, Ryan that we all believe that he had the ability to win. Correct. Um, But we had never seen him put to the test where he had to show other skills, other parts of his game. And collectively, we all picked Cruz just because of what we've seen from him, that, you know, he's... The guy was 22-1. and 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 he's a good... And he's very well-spoken and composed... Composure was what I saw. And that's in exactly where I was going. His fight IQ is out of this world. He talks about like you you see him intentionally working on leg work and all these different things, unique things that most fighters aren't at that level like doing those kind of things. So in our defense, though, in picking Cruz, we never got to see um, to see Cody Garbrandt with all of this media attention on him like we did for 207. It's always been little bits and pieces of him, not these big interviews and this big lead-up, and he's he's part of the main event and he's a co-main. It's been 
a little bit here, a little bit there, but never the constant barrage of back and forth between him and him and Cruz. So with that said, I agreed with you because we thought this was a similar situation to Eddie Alvarez and him falling into the trap that McGregor had set for him. And Cody seemed to be in meltdown mode. That obviously didn't turn out to be the case. And I, I remember there was an exchange between Cruz and Garbrandt where they, um, Cruz said something about, um, like he'll he'll drown once he gets past the third round or something. And and he Cody said, "Take said, me to those deep yeah, waters and I'm take, gonna swim." Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And we got to see it. Yeah. I mean, everything that he said, he could he, do. He did it. He and backed he did it. Up. He's oh, he backed he, it. Up he's big much. Time. He, I I really think the value of Cody Garbrandt isn't in Joe Rogan holding a microphone in front of his face. You think it's I, that tattoos? <laughs> I think it's the neck tattoo. Yeah. I, I really think it's just seeing him behind the scenes, being who Cody is. Yeah. And he's that tough, that tough street fighter, not out there saying what he's gonna do. He's the guy that you want to watch live his life, and you want to see him fight. Guys, I so I have a uh, friend. You're, you're friends with him too, um, Mike Bowley, who used to train at the same gym as Cody Garbrandt and some other guys here in Pittsburgh. And so he knows him. He knows he he knows him. And so we were talk, texting a little bit about the fight, and I said. And I, I said to him, I'm going to read these a couple texts to you because it's 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 funny looking back on it. I said, um, uh, he said he said to me, I'd love to see the fights tonight, especially Cody's. I said, yeah, Cody seems like he's losing it mentally. And then he said, what happened with Cody? And I sent him some of the stuff that had happened. And he said, dude, he is so intense. Had the same interaction with Mazada here, uh, Dominic Mazada here. Uh, years ago leading up to that fight. And I said, but I think Cruz is in his head. Cruz is having a ball. Cody is losing it. He said, that's how he he's wired, though. And I said, it takes him, if he takes that to the cage with him, he's going to be looking for the KO punch the whole time, and Cruz will pick him apart. And he said, that's what's gotten him to this point so far. And I said, I think he would be best with a good game plan and being able to uh, fight smart. I think he'll fight emotionally and throw out his game plan. And I said, Cruz is so hard to hit. And I see, he said, that's what I keep hearing about Cruz. Honestly, I haven't watched a lot of his fights. Cody brings constant pressure and fast, heavy hands. Plus, he was a state champion wrestler. And so so he's going to me, dude, don't worry about that. Don't worry about That's just how he is. And I'm going, no, <laughs> I saw it. I know better. He's losing his mind. You're saying the same yeah, thing. You yeah, you were saying. saying I, I was. I was in. You sent that text about he's. Uh, I don't know if he said he's something. In, he's he had a meltdown. Full meltdown. Or he, yeah, full meltdown. And I. I couldn't agree more. I thought this guy's lost the fight before it even started. I would have bet on Cruz. I'm glad I didn't. But I, I would have bet on Cruz. I could not believe how wonderfully patient, methodical. I mean. The only thing, uh, the only criticism I would have of him for the whole fight I know would be the showboating, the showboating <laughs> after you get a knockdown instead of going in there and, yeah, and that, plowing. But it. you he know missed. what, though, I think he played that right because that was four different times. Sure, 
but um, he knew what he could do on his feet. And I'm sure that he's just as confident with his ground and pound. But I think this, I think that was part of his plan that he wanted to continue to dominate Cruz on his feet. Where Cruz said, you're not going to touch me. You can't touch me. You've never fought anybody like me. And I think that was more motivation for him to continue doing it the way that he did by saying, get up, get up. I'm going to do more of what I said I'm going to do to you. Stand up and take it like a man. I, I, I wanted Cody to win, but I bought into everything that Cruz said. I mean everything and was absolutely convinced. As much as I, I, I wanted, I think I said this months ago, I, I can't wait to see if Cody can do it. I don't think he can. We are all Cody Garbrandt fans yeah, totally. in this room. Yeah. We all love him. He's a hometown guy. As much as he as he went to Sacramento and and to Team Alpha Male, like he was he he started he made his, a smart move. He started his career here in Pittsburgh and won, you know, his first four fights were right here in in, in, in our backyard, and so yeah, we we love to see a, a, a local guy have extreme success. So yeah, we're huge fans, huge fans of of Cody Garbrandt, and all three of us were convinced. He was going in there with a mental uh, handicap that yeah. he was not going to be able to overcome. And I didn't think he was a good talker either. Well, mm-hmm. Cody, what are you going to do to him? I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to I'm going to pick the round. I'm like, uh, I don't know, but, but buddy. See, that goes back to what I said before when we were picking this fight. We didn't know much about him when it came to media and his interaction and how he would answer questions and what. But that he backs it up. It doesn't matter. He backs well, it up. We know that now. That it doesn't matter, at least up to this point, doesn't yeah. matter what the stage is. Yes. He's he's going to perform on a small stage just the same as he will on a big stage. Yeah. So so do we get the same result? Let's just say there's a, a rematch. Do we get the same result? Or was this like a one-off where, you know. I think, I think you're going to get the same outcome, but I don't know that the results will be the same. I think Dominic is such a good fighter that he will adjust to that. Yeah. I, I think but, he underestimated Cody I don't think bit. I don't think that he underestimated him. I I don't think that he has the chops to hang with him. I mean, after the performance that Cody put on, it is clear that we've got a new sheriff in town, and his name's Cody Garber. Oh, he's faster too, and he's got dude. He's got some heavy hands, and that and dude hits hard. He got Cruz got hit by Cody Garber more in that fight than I think he's all of his fights yeah. combined. Yeah. Which was crazy. So, so do you think that Cruz has has just slowed down, or or is just not what he used to be, or do you think like that Garbrandt is just that much ahead, like has jumped that much ahead, and Cruz has just stayed where he was? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, but I, agree. I think I think Cody is he's legitimate all around, and Cruz he can't elevate his game because he is I think he's at the top of his game at the top of his game so on a rematch I would say Cruz then has to change his plan going up against Cody and expecting to go five rounds because I truly believe he didn't expect a five round fight and I saw a few times where it seemed to me like Cruz might have been a little winded and I saw him breathing, you know, with his mouth open. And I'll bet you this is probably like this, 
um, end of the second, maybe beginning of the third. So how old's Cody? Cody's twenty-five, and Dominic is thirty-one. Thirty-one. 31. Yep. I mean, that's a th- those six years, your body changes. <laughs> you know, like twenty-five years old. I mean, Cody's like just getting started. I mean, well, yeah. not to oh, say yeah. that thirty-one. I mean. So Cruz at his MMA age, thirty one's like prime, right? So that's what I'm saying. So, to your point, I don't think Cruz can get. I think he can fight smarter against Cody, that's but I don't know that he can necessarily right. get better. So okay, um, so then he fights smarter not against physically better, but if you're mentally better, you're better. Yeah, but okay, so he if he fights smarter, where's where's the chink in Garbrandt's armor that Cruz attacks? Well, Cruz didn't really hmm. go for takedowns. There was no. Attempted. He's also, fighting. but the difference is though, is that Cody Garbrandt's not just a boxer. I mean, he's a wrestler too. And he that, said that what was it that at Cleveland, where he no, it was yeah, it was at Cleveland where he did the fan Q and A, and he said if he's got to go to the ground in a fight, that not not to worry about him. Don't doubt his skills because that's a game. Even though he hasn't had a chance um, to show that part of his game, that he's got those skills. Come on, let's be honest. We know the Team Alpha Male, those guys roll all the time. And they roll at high level. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of belt he has in jiu-jitsu, but, um, but he rolls a lot and he knows what he's doing on the ground. So, I mean, the next logical fight for me is to see him fight Dillashaw. Well, it's either Dillashaw or the rematch. I don't, I don't think that... I don't think Cruz gets a rematch before Dillashaw. Well, in the post-fight interview, Cody was saying that uh, like because they played a clip of of uh, TJ talking and saying that he was glad that Cody called him out and made him happy, brought a smile to his face, um, and that he's he's ready to take him on. And Cody was just shaking his head, and he said that. You know what what Dom did, uh, and for as long as he maintained that level, he deserves um, a rematch right away. And he was saying that he was going to give Cruz a rematch. Um, Dana came on later and said that it's going to be TJ. Well, I, I think, think that's the fight. I, mean, I think you. I think the he UFC dominated will, him. Well, Dom Dominic and Dominic them. <laughs> I think the UFC will step in, and, and and I think Cody's pretty rational, and will just say, "Yeah, you know, you guys know best." And I, I think he'll let them pretty much determine whether it'll be a rematch or um, Dillashaw. Speaking of Dillashaw, um, a very impressive performance for him as well, huh? Lineker. Yeah, I mean, this guy here, this this. Chump, this guest, this chump here thinks Honored. that if you pick Honored someone guest. that doesn't win, that you're like shamed. When when he took CM Punk, well, he should be shamed for that. I know. Yeah, he, that's that's one he, that he keeps you can going never to me. Live, live down. And I, I'd like to tell John Lineker, I had I, I thought you were going to win this fight. I think you'll come back and be and be a, a better fighter from from this experience and. If you ever see Terry Dactyl, I would say you take him out right away um, because he's a D. B. Defensive back. 
<laughs> and so, um, yeah. Um, Lineker. So how does that, how does Dillashaw stack up with Cody? I think uh, Dillashaw is very much like Cruz. Uh, I think they'll have I, a better fight than, than Cruz had. But uh, I, I see Cody... That, that's totally that's that's him. the that's the real the test was Dominic Cruz, the the nail in the coffin as far as him being at the you know elite of the elite is if he beats Dillashaw. Well, does is Dillashaw kind of like a poor man's Cruz? I I think that's a good way to explain it. There were some poor things that Cruz. I saw in that fight. With uh with TJ that I didn't like and I saw him, like, back paddling, a number of times, and Cody is completely different than, than John Lineker. John Lineker, it's also got heavy hands and that's what he wants to do. He wants to knock you out, and I think uh, with what we saw, on Friday night that Cody's got the skills, to. St- not only knock you out, um, but you know he's he's strong enough in wrestling that he could submit you. So, I I think at some point he either knocks out Dillashaw or just beats him for for five rounds. Um, with worse, the, with worse the quickness Cruz. I saw him have against Cruz, I don't see that Dillashaw can can uh, solve that one. And these two used to used to roll with each other all the time. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, T.J. Uh, Dillashaw said, I used to make him cry. Now, I don't know if that's trying to get the, the the title fight or, you know, playing his cards as best he can or not. Um, but those are words that I don't think Cody Garbrandt's going to take lightly. And with those f- bricks for fists, man. I, 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 he's, don't, he's I don't now, see it last. He's must he's must see now. I Cody believe. Garbrandt. He's must see. Yeah. If he's on a card, so for I you, must see that fight. As a casual fan. Yes. You're gonna come I, out and see that. So one. who are yeah. your must sees? Who are your must sees right now? Cody Garbrandt. Still Ronda Rousey. If Ronda Rousey fight again, must Absolutely. see. I don't care. And if who she she's loses fighting. again, let's say she lo- comes back, loses a third time. Honestly it all depends on what her attitude's like. Seriously, because I think she's no, let's always... Let's not chase a rabbit trail. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah. Must see. Must see. She's still must see. Who else? See. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Um, Conor McGregor. Yeah, CM Punk. Let's name any CM other WWE guys. I, no, on I, anyone that's CM related Punk, to the If he's going to fight, I've got to see. Vince McMahon. If he fought, he would <laughs> oh, be there. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, John Jones. Um, what about... Uh, it, I would say Mickey Gall, just for me. Maybe just having yeah. met him, talked to yeah. him, followed, you know, I've gotten to see all of his fights. Sage Northcutt, I don't know that those two are on the bubble. I feel like, I, I hope that someday that either of those two are must-see. Sage, he's, I don't know, I I, I think he's a really nice guy. Um, I don't like the karate background. I really mm-hmm. like Mickey's background, just a really tough kid. Brown belt and jujitsu. I I think that he really has a better shot than Sage. It you know. I don't know. Sage was putting a beating on him. He, um, I think he controlled that until it got to the clinch, and then I I think I think Sage has a lot. Uh, 
He has a lot. I think he's got. He has a, a good, unique skill set. He has a unique skill set, but it's going to take him probably another four or five years to catch up to the BJJ side. And it's just my my opinion. Well, you're a casual fan. Casual fan. All right. Is there anybody else that I missed from that that you two would say as hardcore fans? Wait a second. You mean that Lineker's not must see? What about Stipe? Yeah. What about Stipe? Cleveland. Um, I guess maybe because it's the heavyweight title, but it depends on who he's fighting. I, I'd like to see. Yeah, it's not must see. It's like to see. GSP. I would like to see that. Must see. Yeah, GSP must see. What about Johnny Hendricks? I was just I was just gonna go there because every time I think of him, I think of the that fight between them two, and between who two? Who's this guy? GSP that, and Johnny Hendricks. You know, Johnny Hendricks was not the same fighter that we saw against uh, Saint Pierre. So, Clearly. um, so wait, are there there are no other must sees for you? If you guys could think of one, well, that no, I've it's missed. you. Like, we're asking you. No, 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 no. I mean, like you said, GSP, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot him. So I'm saying, like, is there anybody? Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a light. I'd like to see. Uh, Nick Diaz, I've never seen him fight, so again, it'd be a oh, like to see. Oh, you'd love to see him. He's awesome. Okay. So, but those are, I mean, so yeah, if there's any more names like that, throw them out, I'll tell you. Connor McGregor? Well, I already said Connor. Oh, dude, he did say Connor? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, uh, Wonder Boy, for me, would be a must-see. Uh, Ty- Tyron Woodley would be a really like to see. Yeah, but not must see. I, that fight would which, be must see. Guess what is probably going to happen? What? Um, Woodley and Bisping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Woodley and Bisping. Well, they've they've Woodley versus Bisping in a catchweight. So no titles. No titles. Yeah, and they even said no titles. And Woodley, uh, that was Bisping talking to Woodley, and Woodley said, "Yeah." It's, um, Again, that would be a really like to see. What about Bisping? Not a must see. No. As He's much as you a... were like all over that fight, man, you were like jumping through the roof of this room. You know, it was just the idea of Dan Henderson doing what, you know, having like that, being able to ride into the sunset with a title. I think I was, I was emotionally captivated by that idea of him just trying to you know finish strong i i thought the story was told well what about um jose aldo no joel romero uh like to see um anthony johnson could care less really i've never i mean i i cormier so he fought Cormier, right? Mm-hmm. I, I those two guys are are like like to see. I'd really like to see. You got to remember, I I've only been following this for two years, and Anthony I haven't Johnson seen Johnson is the hardest hitting person in all of MMA. So it's like this. I mean, I, I wasn't. I could have easily. I could have easily missed two oh six and skipped out on you guys, and wouldn't have even thought anything of it 
right? Now, obviously, there were some great fights. What's the guy's name? Asian guy? The one that just fought? No, uh, the one that Korean fought at 206. Superboy? Yes, what's his name? Korean Superboy. Yeah, what's his name? Do Ho Choi. Do, no, that's the guy that just fought. At 206. Korean Superboy. Do Ho Choi. Oh, I thought that was the guy that just fought at, at 207. Who, who fought at 207 then? Uh, 207 was, um, was it uh, Dong? Dong, oh, 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 okay. DHK. Okay, Dong, that's right. So here's here's a must see that should be a must see for you. Okay, Adam Milstead. You might wonder there who's Adam Milstead. There you go. He's fought in the UFC one time. He's a heavyweight. He's an up and coming uh, beast, a stud, and he's from Pittsburgh. Is so he going to be on the podcast? He is going to be on the podcast. I'm going to book him, Adam. I know you listen. So, return my text, man. Return the text. No, just kidding. Anyway, we're, we're, we are going to have him on the show um, some point before his February return to the Octagon. He's in Houston, right? He's in Houston fighting on a fight night card. Um, February 13th? I don't know why that's in my head. Is it 13th? No, because that's a Monday. Um, but he is fighting in... In uh, February, and so we're gonna we're gonna get him in here. Um, I don't know if we'll just do an interview and then and then put the interview on the podcast, or if we're gonna be able to get him in here for an interview um, during the podcast. But we will definitely be hearing from him on MMA Fancast. Now, so this that's uh, I'm glad you brought that up. This is a good opportunity for anybody that's listening that wants to get some questions asked. You know, because us as fans, we got questions that. We've already got in our heads some things that have already been put down that we want to talk about. So if there's anything that you want to hear answered or, you know, just have us ask a question on your behalf, you know, keep sending us those those emails at um, info at octagon247.com and, um, you know, we're going to continue to add it to the list that's growing already with these questions that we're going to ask um, Adam when we have him in studio. Absolutely. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the Neil Magny, Johnny Hendricks controversial decision. Um, it was a close fight. It was a very close fight. And I think Hendricks was on top for a lot of the fight. And that's, um, uh, he had control. And a lot of the reason that a lot of uh, people disagreed with the decision. Um, so just... Talk a little bit about, did you think that was a bad decision? Did you think it was too close to call one way or the other? I, I just well, Whenever you let it go to the judges, you know, who, it's, it's like... Uh, but how would you have scored that? I would have given it to Hendricks. Yeah. Um, but I could see where just because somebody has, um, you know, top position doesn't necessarily mean that they're controlling the fight because... Magny kept him at bay. There, there wasn't a lot of uh, damage that was being done from the top position. There was damage being done from the bottom position. Right. Um, but he was taking him down at will. Correct. And, you know, Johnny Hendricks just didn't, didn't care. I mean, come on. Like, he he just, he had, he didn't make weight. He He's like, who, who was the guy that you said, 
oh, Roy Nelson. You always said, I wish Roy Nelson took it serious. I would love Roy Nelson. Yes. Well, Johnny Hendricks, like, doesn't even look like he's trying. Yeah, Johnny, I don't know. Well, so some things that bothered me leading up to the fight. Well, one, not making weight. Yeah, come on. Two, he starts blaming the media for his losses. Literally blaming the media. Like saying, oh, you guys are... What what was he saying? Just ridiculous things that didn't really make sense to me. That made me think, like, what is he doing? I think his uh, his mind, his focus, is not 100% on fighting anymore. What's it on? That I don't know. It okay. just... He seems, to me, like a, a different fighter in the octagon now when, when he was trying to get that title shot and and even the last fight that he lost there seemed to be some um like tailspin or drop off for his focus or fire in that in that fight and ever since he lost that that was disgusting yes that was disgusting dude (laughs) and this is one of the reasons why we don't video our <laughs> because we have the ability to <laughs> yes. like eat things on the side when someone else is talking so and i normally don't eat this crap but i'm so hungry and i've got no healthy food so he's so terry dactyls like sucking a, a melted mallow cup off of the wrapper that was disgusting we, I saw it go into your mouth and then back out of your mouth. That was gross, dude. They are good, though. So I don't like Molo Cups. Which is why so there's eat, eat as many as you of them right there. I'm so hungry. Have some Jacks, dude. These are, these are bomb. Um, I, I thought that fight was so close that nobody should be up in arms about anything. I, uh, that's the type of fight. So... I know when you say you go to the judges' scorecards, blah blah blah, but when you don't, when you when you you know when you should win a fight. If the judges' scorecards were in favor of Dominic Cruz, it's my phone. We would not be saying. Are you guys with me here? Mm-hmm. If the judges' scorecards were with Dominic Cruz. We would not be saying, well, well, sorry, Cody, you shouldn't have let it go to the judges' scorecards. We would not be saying that because it was a clear win and it would have been a highway robbery. There are people claiming Hendricks got robbed and I'm like, no, no, this was really close. Yeah. Well, I had, uh, we watched separate locations. Normally we always get together and watch these pay-per-views, especially the big events. Uh, but that's normal. We haven't a, seen a big event a together in how long? Big event. Uh, it's it's been a while. What, what, but normally, when these pay per views come up, it's not even talked about because it's almost a given that was we just know we're watching them together. That that was that was the last big fight that we saw. So I had, um, I had fifteen people at my house. What? for the fight? Yeah. Why didn't you invite us? Um, I did, but. You know, Ryan talked about I mean, him, and I talked about how like, there were there were reasons. Okay, there see, were reasons. Like um, there was enough um, of you guys at your location. Yes. You know, we, and we live. Yeah. You okay. know, pretty good distance sense. apart. So, yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah, there were other reasons, us. too. It didn't pan out, but there was someone else. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but everybody, without me even asking questions, unanimously said that they thought Hendricks won that fight. Um, now, with that said, half of them were what I would call MMA fans. And the other half were, were there. Were like pterodactyls. You know, for family no, get together. Yeah. We're there for a get together. Oh, yeah, okay. not even casual. I mean, fans. So I could, you know, I could see that. That was my point, though, in making the statement: don't let it go to the judges, because you don't know what's going to happen if it's and if it's close. There's no, you can't complain if it's about close, the you decision. Can't yeah, if it's not close. Yeah, you can. And I said, he had, he had top position, a lot. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are controlling the way that the fight is going. Well, he was though. Other he, than, other when he was on top, he was controlling it. Other than what did he, the end of both rounds when Magni got him in a. In a uh, in the leg lock in in a in a triangle figure four leg lock. No, he got him it was in a, a figure four, Dan, wasn't it? You saw <laughs> it. He got him in a in a in a leg in a triangle, and was just unloading vicious elbows. I I, I would care to say that I would guess that to the top of his Johnny head. Hendricks' yeah. head is hurting today. Uh, it had to be, yeah. Um, and, and I think you made the comment. During the fight, maybe you just said it, and I was too busy eating my Molo cup. But that that was the most damage you've seen somebody do being on their back the whole fight. In a while, yeah. yeah. Um, news: The 49ers have fired head coach Chip Kelly after one season. Well, Chip Kelly ruined the Eagles. Chip Kelly, if you're gonna hire a head coach, you got to give him more than one season. Well, I think they're looking at track record. I think they're looking at player No, I conduct. think if you aren't willing to give a guy more than one year, you shouldn't have hired him in the first place. Maybe so, you fail fast. There's a rumor that they are going to be talking to Hugh Jackson. <laughs> yeah. It's just a rumor. I want to put it out there. Well, is that a, is that a rumor you're starting? It's a rumor I'm starting. <laughs> I heard, Bill Cowher said he was interested. In what? In... Staying as a commentator. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want to go to Cleveland? Who would want to go to San Francisco? Um, the only other fight that I... Re- well, actually, there's two fights I really want to talk about. Alex Garcia absolutely demolished Mike Pyle with a overhand okay. right... That was one of the hardest landing punches I've seen was in a while. Was it the finish of the night? Um, they don't really have that anymore. They have oh, they performance of the night, two performance of the night bonuses. Who got the two performances of the night? Do you have that offhand? Uh, performance of the night was... I'm going to guess Cody Garbrandt. Right? Um, no, I think... I think it was Nunez. I think that was fight of the night. Okay. Yeah, that was of fight night. of the night. Okay. Nunez was uh, was one. Cruz Garcia. Nunez Garbrandt Cruz Garcia. 
So, noon, uh, Garbrandt and Cruz got fight of the night, and that's 50,000 G's in their pocket. And Alex Garcia got performance of the night, as well as Mike Pyle. Oh, no, not as well as Mike Pyle. For Mike Pyle, for knocking him out. And then Nunez got the other one. Yeah. Walk-off knockout. Just, just destroyed his oh, face. He just like a pile, like a pile of heap. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Alex Garcia's looked really good. He has. Mike Pyle doesn't just get knocked out like that. So it's exciting to see what he has ahead of him. The other one I wanted to talk about was the illegal knee from Tim Means. Um, and Alex Oliveira. So did they confirm that it was an illegal knee? I when I saw it, I thought I thought it was an illegal knee. Like when I so I didn't Real I was time. I was typing actually when that fight was going on, and so I didn't see it when it initially happened. But when I watched the replay, I'm going, yeah, his knee's down. It's he's down. But there was even the UFC. Mark Ratner, who's the UFC vice president of government, uh, some affair, he's like the regulatory guy. Um, he thought it was legal because that was the only, he had a knee down. The only point of contact. Yeah, because his leg lifted up. And so his other leg, his other foot wasn't even on the mat. So he thought, I don't know. Anyway, um,. There was a big controversy over was that legal or not. Tim Means clearly said it was legal. I meant to do it. <laughs> like, and so that's the basis that Oliveira they're they're going to challenge that. They're going to push for that to be overturned into a disqualification and a victory for him. But ultimately, I think those two need to run it back. Didn't I, you get a nice little retweet retweet from Tim Means? Did I get a? No, I got a like on, uh, cause Tim Means tweeted, well, cause Tim Means in his post-fight interview said that, uh, he wanted, he meant to break his jaw. It no, his he, he said, he said, you media guys, if you're not going to write about real MMA fighters, then you need to just close That's your right. laptops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I said. Tim Means, Octagon 24-7, knows that you're a real MMA, you're a real martial artist, and he liked it on Facebook. Cause I, now, he did Facebook have... Facebook Twitter? Facebook. Okay. He did have a nice point to make, and you that is... like things on Twitter. That, uh, that the media focuses on just the big names. And, you know, right, I, I understand that, um, because they're trying to get um, continued traction on their, on their posts and their articles, so they're going to write about what people want to hear about, um, but Tim Means is saying there's more than just, you know, the, uh, the the two or three at the top of each weight class, and you've got other guys who are stars that you just don't know about. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, and I think Dirty Bird has a point in what he was saying that there are so many unknowns, um, unknown stars that are fighting in the UFC right now. They're not unknown stars. There's no such thing. Well, but you, you get my point. To <laughs> us, they're not. 
but to but it's, the casual see, fan. See, that's the thing. It's That's not the media's job. No, and, I, and that's why I said you can't blame the media for, for the stories that they put out there because they're going to put out what gets people coming to their site. Exactly. And so part of a fighter's job is to make himself interesting. Tim Means, one of the ways you make yourself interesting is by doing exactly what you did. That draws attention to you. That'll get you some headlines. That's working your way into people's conversations about MMA. We are talking about you right now on this show because of that. Well, that's the fact that you need guys in the a guy who was grounded in the face twice really hard. That too, but controversy. You creates better much. not be going for that take five. It's like the crane game. Those are hidden for a reason. It's like the crane game. I lifted it out. So, Dan, or um, Terry Dacto, like, claims to be, like, this healthy eater, and And, uh, and it's a lifestyle change. 99% of the time, it's true, except for when I'm starving and I've got no real food. And now he's like a vulture. So then let's go, Brian, let's go back to when you were talking about how much blame does Rousey take in, or her camp, yeah. take in her loss. Yeah. This what is my you, fault for not being prepared. How much blame should you take 100%. in the fact that you are coming here 100%. starving like you haven't eaten 100%. in 17 That's the thing. days? That's 100%. I wasn't prepared, and now I'm paying the price. So we don't want to hear it. Is where we're going with that. We're not gonna take. It. Oh, now I'm showing my age. Yeah, that, that's you are old. Okay, so the knees that that Tim means through. Just open it. Just hurry up and open it. No, just hurry it's up. Gotta be, it's got to be silent under the table where only you guys can hear, and you're questioning whether the microphone is picking it up. No, just open the wrapper. I up, can't. Pig boy. I can't. I can't. Um. Should those knees from all of our Tim Means should those be legal? Regardless of if they're legal or not, right now, do you think those those that should be legal? I don't know if those should be legal. I think what should happen is the UFC said, makes it clear to everyone, so there's never any question in that situation. What's well, not the UFC? Well. Who, you know, it's, a govern, it's the universal rules of MMA, which are being changed, I think, changed today, because it's New Year's Day. I think there are some rule changes that are taking place. I don't know. I'd have to look into it more. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they... Okay, so to answer your question, um, I would say that that knee should be illegal, the one that he threw. Just, you know, trying to picture you know what would be part of the safety of the sport i think that puts a fighter in a vulnerable position but i think don't you think that fighters intentionally should we be creating something where fighters intentionally use a crutch instead of like fighting which is what we're like paying them to do or you know what i mean which is what our expectation is that dude seriously open the thing give it to me give it to me <laughs> give it to me <laughs> go ahead open Just it rip it rip yeah, it it's open okay get rid of the wrapper right now all right so dan oh, go goodness. you're on right now 
Dan, he's why aren't you worst. talking? He's the worst. Okay, Dan, what do you think about that? Dan. It's the worst. It's the worst. Um, no, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, right? I think it's... that those knees should be legal. I think that... I'm tired of seeing fighters that are using rules instead of using skill for certain things. I think... Now, I'm not one that thinks that you, you should like be able to... win points? What? Trying to win points? No, we're not talking about that. Go back to, like, take five world. You don't even... I took five. Now I'm back. <laughs> That's not even relevant to the conversation. There's The context isn't there, brother. What I'm talking about is that you're talking about different rules, right, where you can't knee in a certain place. But I'm talking about the same goes for fighters that are just trying to win points in a round on the judge's scorecard. On the judge's scorecard? Okay, Dunez. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of fighters fighting for points. I want to see fighters fighting for for wins and for finishes. Right. And, you know, I think that that boring that, that borifies a fight. Right. That's what I meant by the rules and trying to well, find something to... I think that I want to see people fighting. I want to see people in an environment that is truly looking... For a, a, a true fight. Now, do I think people should be punching each other in the in the in the nest? No, <laughs> I don't believe that. I think there are certain things that you shouldn't be able to do. But you, but they're in a position where, like, oh, I'll just put my hand down. Now you're not allowed to knee me. Ha ha ha. Like, no, like knee them because you deserve it. And like you're in a, you know what I mean? I don't. I just don't. You're not down when your hand is down on the ground. I'm sorry, you're not. A down opponent is not, oh, I'm up, I'm down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. That's not what a down person is. Well, I think the question there was the uh, the three points of contact that they were, that was the gray area, and they couldn't figure out. Yeah, and I think. The, what constitutes three points of contact? Could it be three fingers? If you were holding yourself up on three fingers? I'd like to see that. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> Somebody can do it out there. So you, they, whatever comes of this, I'm sure we're going to hear more coming from the UFC and um, and this particular fight to see what happens afterwards. And the ruling that they hopefully definitively make so that we all know going forward what what we can expect in situations like that. Yeah. Clarity is always good. Right. Two other things. Uh, are there any other fights you guys want to talk about specifically? Okay. No. Um, two other things I wanted to talk about. Ben Rothwell um, has been running his mouth about... Well, no, I don't want to say running his mouth because I, I, I think what he's saying is probably true. But um, some interesting things. Fighters don't normally call out other fighters like that are... Uh, not someone that they'd be fighting against. So this is kind of out of the norm. And I apologize for that little noise there. Um, forgot to mute that. Um, here, Here's the, the... So Ben Rothwell says that Cain Velasquez got pulled from UFC 207. And it was intentional. 
in an interview with Flow Combat, he says this. He says, people were surprised Kane got pulled, and that baffles me because it's not surprising at all. He started saying all this crap in public. I say crap, but that's not what he said. In public, knowing he's going to get pulled. Telling the commission you're doing marijuana to manage pain and your back surgery is already scheduled is a surefire way to tell them that you're not fit to fight. But that's pretty convenient because now it doesn't look like Kane pulled out and it's the commission who wouldn't let him fight. Kane going public with all that stuff, he didn't say that, two weeks before a fight is evidence he didn't want to fight. Don't don't sit there and tell me you've been in this business for as many years and you don't know how, how this works. You obviously needed them to pull you out of the fight. What do you think about what he's saying? I think it's a career that maybe we'll never get to really see the full potential of. Um, he's got issues, and hopefully he doesn't go the way of uh, John Jones or uh, the Diaz brothers who, you know, have openly talk about that. But, I mean, that's how I look at it. He's – we talked before about him and his cardio and how, you know, he's – he has – few rivals in the MMA world and UFC that can match his cardio and inside the octagon and his division. So you're not answering my question though. The question I'm wondering is, do you think Rothwell is correct? Yeah. Yeah. You think he was intentionally saying things so that the commission pulled him from the fight so he didn't have to say it? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, what, what, think about it this way. If he doesn't get pulled, he can he can create some excuses. Hey, I got back surgery scheduled. I'm I'm doing all this pain stuff. If he gets pulled, then he doesn't. At least he didn't have to back out of it himself. Yeah, and he's ba- had to back. I'm not saying he's intentionally backed out of fights, but because of injury, he's backed. Out, he's right. had to back out of a lot of fights. Yeah. So Rothwell's saying, "What are you guys talking about? He did that on purpose." And I tend to think he's absolutely correct. Correct. I agree. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So if Octagon 24-7 and MMA fancast say it's true, then it's probably It's got to be, yeah. It's probably not, actually. Because we yeah. have no idea what we're talking about. The last thing I wanted to talk about is Khabib's keeping his name out there. Did you guys notice this? He keeps talking and talking and he keeps his name out there, 24-0. He continues to talk about the UFC protecting Conor McGregor from him. Well, they should. For two reasons. Not to say that Conor definitely can't beat him, but at this point in his career, why would he want to take that fight? There is so much money in seeing him win fights that the last thing I'm going to do is throw an undefeated animal on the ground at him when, that, when, that, right. when that's exactly who could beat him. Absolutely. Someone that can, can keep him on the ground, control. That's the, if I were to say, okay, think of someone who is most likely to beat Conor McGregor. There are ways you can beat Conor McGregor, clearly. Not, not standing but up, the most like, well, Nate Diaz did it. Most likely, it would be a guy with really strong wrestling who can ground and pound, and who has great control. He's an animal. Well, who can take him down? Because Connor has some, he's got some decent takedown defense. Correct, correct. So it's got to be somebody who Who can, has a great takedown as yes. well. Correct. And I 
that's who it is. That's yeah. that's who could yeah. beat him. This is the matchup that I want to see in about two years. I want to see Connor continue to win. Well, you I you, see you won't see it in two years if Khabib continues to win. Why? Because it'll be Connor's first fight back. I don't think we'll Khabib... ever see the fight. No, I, yeah, I don't think the I fight's really going to happen. What I want to see is Connor take on. So if Khabib fights, um, fights and beats. Um, Ferguson? what's his name? Ferguson. Then I thought that was. I thought they were. I thought that fight wasn't going to happen. Now, uh, there's. He's saying it, it is. I had read somewhere that that somebody wasn't honoring their contract, and that it wasn't. I. I. Regardless, I don't think that Connor can not fight Khabib if Khabib wins his next fight. How? I mean. Unless he's not fighting at 155, which he's not going to relinquish that belt too, right? You just never defend a belt. How long do you, you let can't do that? A guy never defend a belt. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I mean, the UFC has had a history of champs taking um, a lot of time in between title defenses. Well, you could take six months in between title defenses. I don't see a problem with only fighting twice a year. No, I don't see a problem with that either. That's a normal like yeah. champion. Like once, uh, dude, fighting th- three, four times, five, six times, way too many times, six times a year. That's how crazy. many times did Connor fight this year? Is is, is 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 for when you aren't making a lot of money. Like when you're a champion, you, and you can start to afford to only fight twice a year. That's that's when you're making it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Connor just if I'm Connor. As long as his streak rides out, I'm active because it's worked. When when he comes back, if I were him, I'd be active. I'd yeah. be I'd be back to what I was doing before. He should fight in like what April? No, April, he's May? not. He's not fighting for a long time. How long? Till the end of next year. Really? Yeah. Like that ten, much time? Ten months. Wow, that's a yeah. big cap. Yeah. And we've got till the summer until John Jones, unless. John doesn't. Well, I mean, see, that's weird because that's how you think, right? Like, I don't think like that. Like, I, I John Jones isn't a thought to me because he's out of the picture. Like, I don't need that. So, who, so if if McGregor's out right now for the next, I need the next pay per view. I just look at it and I, it's all interesting to me. Because you're a hardcore fan. Yeah, but it's like I wouldn't even consider. I don't know. I, you're I, a hardcore fan. I don't know, like, you look at hardcore, some of the hardcore fans, and they're, like, so entrenched in knowing all the stats and all the, like, that's not me. I, I used, I would say, seven years ago, eight years ago, I had more time to, like, watch and read about it and be involved and do all that stuff, but I would love to be afforded that time, but I got like 15 kids now i got a job that's i'm working two full-time jobs you know well my second one is doing what i need to hire someone for but um but yeah i just don't have the time to devote to be what i would consider to be a hardcore fan now do i love it and want to watch it and can't absorb enough of it yes 
but finding time to be as hardcore as I'd like to be, I just don't have. When's 208? Early February? Yeah, when I don't think there's anything. There. Is there a numbered one in January? I don't think so. So maybe the 4th or the 11th? You know what always makes for good podcasts? What's that? When none of us know something, and then we all look it up and we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Like Fight break. night, January 15th. Yeah, I mean, next pay, uh, pay-per-view. Next pay-per-view is February 11th, 208. That is in Brooklyn. Oh, uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we may cover that live. We may cover that live. Would you be interested? When is it? February 11th. February 11th. I'll have to check my schedule. But we, we we're probably just going to try to get... Uh, get the right hotel and uh, go from there. That you guys got anything else? I think we covered a lot. That was how are we good on time? Yeah, we're under an hour. If you believe that, I'll tell you. Another yeah, one. I don't believe that yeah. for a second. I know we're not under an hour. But. All right, well that wraps us up. Thank you for joining us on behalf of the crew here of MMA FanCast, brought to you by Octagon247.com. This is Ryan Middleton signing off, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining us. God bless.